Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and we are preparing for a week because we got uh, we got big things going on weekend next weekend. Uh, Riding conference. conference. Uh, we won't talk about that too much because we talk about it a lot to us and you as a listener. Do not care. Do not care. Uh, but that's what we're going through. Just so if anyone is wondering why we may be a little bit frazzled. Also, I have not eaten today. So I all today I have drunk. I have drunken. Drunken. Drunk. Drunk. Drank. 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 I have drank uh, three liters of Gatorade. And that is all that's inside me. Oh, and four popcorn. And when you say four popcorn, you mean four kernels of popcorn? Yeah, I went went upstairs and there was popcorn there and I took some and I ate it. And that's that's what's resting on top of the three liters of Gatorade. So you're all electrolytes is what you're saying. I'm full of electrolytes. Only electrolytes. You can call me Electro because I'm played by Jamie Foxx and I'm blue. But you know what's exciting? What? No work tomorrow. No, you. Uh, I, I, I mean wor- today. Today the podcast comes. Today out. Today the podcast comes out. It's a it's a long weekend, so hopefully you're listening to this uh, and you're taking advantage of your day off. I have to do something tomorrow, but <laughs> is it a? Well, I have to write a paper. Is it a long weekend tomorrow in the states? Like is Heritage Heritage Day no, everywhere? I, I do not think it is. I think it's just Canada, guys. August long weekend. It's the best. I mean, unless if it might, it it might be. I mean, the thing is that we do have that one holiday uh, in February, which is fa- when's when's Family Day? February. February, where, where they're like, we don't have a holiday in February, and this is a bad month. People are sad in February. So here's Family Day. <laughs> it's time for you to spend with your family on this the third weekend. In February, <laughs> otherwise known as the most depressing weekend of the year. I really wish I I that now either I'm either I'm misremembering, but that came up during our lifetime that was invented, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I because I think I just seem to remember that being a thing. Like, oh yeah, now there's a new holiday. It's Family Day. I really wish that when they came up with that, they were just going to be like, we have a new holiday. It's Holiday Day. <laughs> Here's a new holiday. It's anti-suicide day. We can't call it that, so holiday day. (laughs) (laughs) It's anti-suicide day. Yeah, it's it's anti-suicide day. Uh (laughs) And guess what, Kevin? Yeah? It helps. It helps. Yeah. Having long weekends, funny. It tends tends to help people in their mental mental state. People having an extra day to attend to self-care is good. Good? 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 Weird. Weird. Mm. Mm. Oh, we're already weird this episode. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so how are things going, Aaron? Um, pretty good. I either wildly overreacted to something this week or like reacted completely appropriately. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story in the vaguest way possible. All right, that's fair. I work at a post-secondary institution and I'm in like a real student-focused Role. Yeah, students who listen to who we know listen to this podcast they certainly do okay <laughs> but maybe not the new ones yet <laughs> yet because they barely know me they our, started my course on monday our primary audience is Aaron school. students Aaron students so wednesday was like kind of a crazy day it was the first eight hour day of the course somehow this one student goes to the wrong place yes 
like three minutes into the lap starting it's barely started he comes out he realizes he's in the wrong place he's all flustered yeah i'm in the wrong class yeah he uh takes off his ppe which is an apron yeah he throws it into the apron bin he goes to the right place like three minutes later he comes back (laughs) yeah and i look at him i'm like What's up, buddy? And he was like, I, I got to get my bag. And I was like, no, you don't. And he was like, no, I got to get my bag. And I was like, okay, well, you don't. You're going to come into the lab later. It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need it. And I was like, okay. And to be fair, I made a skeptical face. <laughs> well, I, I could mean, not control it. Yeah, yeah. So he comes back and I was like, you know, your bag will be safe here. No one will steal it. You'll be here in 20." 20- 20 minutes now because it's like every 25 minutes they rotate he goes i need it i need my insulin and he goes off yeah and i was like you do need your insulin are you okay (laughs) do you need to sit down yeah like that that is that is a that's a medical issue and he was like i'm fine and off he goes with his bag yeah does not go into the bathroom just goes directly into the classroom okay and i was like okay Many things could have happened here. Yeah. He could have seen that other people had their bags. And he was like, oh, no, I don't have my bag. I'm wrong. I should have had my bag. And then even when I told him he didn't need it, he got embarrassed. Maybe he genuinely needs insulin with him. Yeah. Who knows? So many things could have occurred. But I was like, oh, this student is so insulin dependent that he cannot be 20 minutes without his insulin. Yeah. That seems like an issue. For exams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like something that someone would need if that's the case. I feel like, you know, he needs to maybe write his exams not with the rest of the students. (laughs) If he needs to keep his bag with him. Yeah. Because we don't let students bring bags into exams and we also... For logical reasons, yeah. And we also don't let them bring food. Yeah. And if he's that dependent on his insulin... Yeah. He probably needs his bag. Yeah. And he probably needs food. Yeah. So I escalated the problem... Oh. (laughs) ...to the higher-ups. So essentially... What happened here is that either either this person legitimately does need insulin that much, which sure, um, or or he or, doesn't. or or he was other, embarrassed, or he was embarrassed and said something, said something, and now that's the life he's going to have to lead from this point forward. This this does feel like have you ever watched the IT crowd? Yes. Yeah, you remember the episode where um uh oh god, I can't remember Rory um what's his name. The mm. Irish one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one who's not Richard Iode. Um yeah. Or woman. Uh, <laughs> I want to say his name's Rory. Anyway, where he goes and uses the um, the handicap stall, and then... And then that just, like, now? escalates, and so he had... Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's one of those two situations. So... I, I don't know. I don't know if you overreacted or not. I don't know if I well, did either. The, 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 the information you had been given there in that situation is that that person desperately needs needed insulin cannot be without his cannot insulin without, for 20 minutes yeah and i mean you acted on it in uh, i think a heartfelt way like <laughs> <laughs> but i also may have created a whole scene when he just was like oh no everyone has their bag i should also have my bag i'll go get my bag yeah but but pulling out the insulin pull, card yeah pulling out an insulin card for like like if, like if if he's not diabetic and he just was awkward that is a that was a high, like, that was a high target to aim for. It'd be like, you know, running out or running back and be like, you don't need your bag. And you're just like, I have a child in here. And then go inside. <laughs> so I just, student, you're going to be listening to this. Not right now. You won't discover the podcast for like three weeks. I just want you to know that what I did, I did from a place of caring. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry I talked about it on my podcast. 
No. But I've been very vague. No one will know who you are. <laughs> unless you tell everyone. Sure. All and right. then that's your choice. All right, let's let's do the show. <laughs> let's do the show. It's been so long. We're supposed to do a show here. Ten minutes of me talking about my life. Yeah, all right. Let's do the OC. So this is uh, the OC, and it's season three, episode ten, The Chrismica Bar Mitzvica. The Chrismica Bar Mitzvica. Or as I wrote down, the Chrismica, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bar Mitzvica. All right, so it is Christmas, and that seems about right. We're, in, we're 10 episodes into a 25-episode season. And that's where Christmas takes place on the OC. It's always oddly early. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about halfway through. So, mm. yeah, they're going to – there's going to be – but they always have – always more stuff happens at the end. They're going to have, like, three episodes that take place over, like, two days. Accurate. So it is Christmas. I mean, well, it's Christmica. That's it's it's, it's very clearly Christmica. And Summer is searching for the perfect Christmica tree, yes. which we eventually found was for the Coens, but I definitely thought was for her. Uh, no, no, this was her warm up for when she gets her own tree, because that's apparently Summer's very into trees. She uh, loves trees. Not we, a fact I knew about her, but a fact I'm happy to learn. And we will eventually find out it's because her mother also good at trees. Yeah. But more important in this scene is the fact that Ryan has never had a bar mitzvah. Because, because he's, he's not, not Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> but Seth would really like him to have one. Yeah, Seth Seth goes on an, a very personal journey in this in this episode, then never gets called out by anybody, but is so clearly about him that it's so weird to me that the ending did not end with him having like a rebar mitzvah. Remember when Seth thought that Sandy wanted to live vicariously through him and Seth had to go to Berkeley? Yeah. Seth is now doing this to Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ryan, who is a grown man in a 16-year-old's body, apparently now needs to have a bar mitzvah. So he can become a man. Well, not only does does he need a bar mitzvah, apparently Johnny needs a tree. Because Johnny's mom cannot be relied upon to get a Christmas tree. Marissa is so... So many times unintentionally offensive to other people. She's like, oh, he's got to get him a tree. He doesn't have anything. And I'm like, he has his mom, who in this episode is around so much. And he has his normal house and his normal life. And yeah, his girlfriend dumped it, but he still has Chili and other friends. We've seen him with other friends. Yeah, but they're all gone. Mm, uh, they're not gone. Marissa... Just, I feel like it was really... In- Remember when Marissa said, you know what me and Johnny need? Space. Uh, <laughs> what she wants is not that. What she wants is to be really bad at this. Just so, so bad at this. So Summer communicates all of these things to Marissa, and Marissa responds with, it's cool. Ryan doesn't care. I told Ryan everything. And then cut over to Ryan and Seth. And Ryan actually d- does not care yeah. right now. Yeah, he seems chill about it. Uh, but unfortunately, Seth and Summer know them and know – they know the show. They understand they're on a TV show. They and know what's like, going to happen. Oh, in three days, it's going to be the climax of this episode. Yikers. <laughs> so uh, continuing the theme of unintentionally uh, offensive, they grab Johnny a tree and Summer has clearly picked out the tree – 
for from, the pores. Yeah, she has picked out what is effectively the tree from uh, uh, Charlie Brown. Now, because this is the OC, it is much better than the Charlie Brown tree, but is noticeably <laughs> the worst tree is, in the lot. It is noticeably a tree that is about two feet tall and very sparse on branches, and they show up, and there's Johnny's mom there, and these four... Let's be clear. Rich kids show up and like, hey, we got you a tree. Meanwhile, in the background behind them is a beautiful full-size tree sitting on the back <laughs> of the truck. So. Great work, kids. This, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised this mom has just been like, Johnny, I don't want you hanging out with those kids. They're dicks. Well, she does tell them this is not the best time. Yeah. Because Johnny has received some news. And the news is, despite the fact that his mom is a nurse, her health care insurance, not good. I mean, yeah. Shockingly, <laughs> her health insurance will not cover the fanciest orthopedic surgeon in Orange County. Yeah, man, it's... Shocking. It's, it's like health care kind of sucks. And I would hazard a guess that her health care will cover surgery with, like, an orthopedic surgeon that's in their network. But this is not addressed... In this TV show from the year 2006. Well, I mean, also, it could be, like, once again, that it could just be sucky insurance. There's people there who, like, it, it, it's not great. It's not great. Now, to be fair to everyone, we are Canadian. In Canada. We don't have to worry about Everyone's that knee can be repaired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, it turns out um, the insurance won't cover the surgery. If they want to have the surgery at all, they're going to have to pay for it another way because yeah because america it's america so uh let's head back to the cohen household where it's super crisp out because it's 70 degrees and sandy is wearing shorts <laughs> yeah and uh sandy and kirsten they uh, they unpack the chrismica stuff and they think about the future and, and the they past. think about the past and that's that yeah and sandy's is like maybe if we're gonna think about the future you should visit julie <laughs> <laughs> she seems sad and futureless. Yep, this is a setup for something that will happen later. So the kids are all worried about Johnny. They gotta find something for Johnny. And unfortunately, this is 2006, not 2019, where they just need to go fund me. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. So when they, I mean, everyone can tell where this episode is going. The kids are going to do a fundraiser. Yeah. Do you think Johnny would have been as mad if they did a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe? Um. Oh, it's hard. To, it's hard to tell what Johnny. I don't need your help, Harper. Uh, will do. Will do and will not do. Um, because you know, if they had a GoFundMe, it would be online. <laughs> they could show his surfing videos. It'd be surf supporters helping him. Yeah, I mean, maybe because it's hard to tell. Johnny doesn't want anybody to help him at all with anything. He's he's an unfortunate victim of the social stigma that I dislike, which is the charity case stigma where people are like oh i don't need charity i'm like sometimes you need help and that's not a bad thing and it's hilarious and ironic because johnny is the most aggressive helper Aggress yeah he's the one who like if this happened to someone else he'd be like no i'm gonna help you i'll do anything to help you he has insistently helped marissa numerous times since he's appeared on this show but he doesn't want people helping him he doesn't want to be a quote unquote charity case which he says to ryan the number one charity case. <laughs> the number case. one charity case who was like, yeah, sometimes sometimes you need help. Sometimes you're a poor. So apparently it's going to be a couple grand and... It's going to be a couple grand, is, they say. They, they say, which 
I mean, I inaccurate. Going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's going to be a lot more than that. But all right, teenagers. Well, hey, maybe they did it on purpose because they're just teenagers just being like, oh, it's going to be this much. And uh. Anyway, Seth goes, um, it's too bad that you guys aren't Jewish because we could all just pull our bar mitzvah money. Which is an cr- insane thing for him to bring up spontaneously. But it was a ploy. It was a plan. It was a plot so that he could twist all of this into, instead of just having a fundraiser, no, no, no. They're going to have a bar mitzvah. For Ryan. You know, noted Jewish man. This <laughs> I'm glad when they talk about Sandy about it, he, he echoes him, what I'm saying here. This seems in so much bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they could just throw a benefit. The whole, like... the whole Bar mitzvah theme. <laughs> it really it is. It's a bar mitzvah theme. Well, Seth is very excited. He wants to bring in all of the cool Jewish things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the kid's plan. Meanwhile, uh speaking of people having themes, <laughs> Julie Cooper has a trailer park theme. How long has Julie Cooper lived in that trailer park? 1 week. Cool. Now Julie Cooper, she didn't have to wear a jean skirt and cowboy boots. She didn't have to wear a white tank top and a black bra. She didn't have to chew chewing tobacco. But she has chosen to do all these things. Well, she watches NASCAR and wears some big old hoop earrings. And shouts at Gus. What are all... She has lived here for a week and just has decided, now I have to... She... It... it, She's spent at least two decades as Julie Cooper. It seems weird that she is essentially... She's She's playing here. She is... She's decided to adopt a role. Well, yeah, she's just so sad that she's become a poor. She's like, well, if I'm going to be a poor, then I'm going to be a poor. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to be a poor, I'm going to be the best poor there ever was. What The fact that she has begun chewing tobacco is an insane thing. But because she is Julie Cooper, when Kirsten comes in and is like, huh, the thing that she is most upset about is that she is drinking wine she unscrewed herself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you you can take uh, you know the Julie Cooper out of the nice Newports, but you can't take the Newport out of Julie Cooper. Accurate. As much as she is trying, later we see we have the shot where she like bends over and you can see her underwear, which is like her whale her tail. Whale tail. That's the term. That's the ter- terrible term. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, what? Who is she doing that for? <laughs> <laughs> for herself. For herself. She's just dwelling. So, Kirsten comes over to visit her uh, because Kirsten is sad about Chrismica. Kirsten is sad that her dad's dead yeah. and that her sons are leaving. Yeah. So, she does bring up to Julie, hey, don't you want to spend time with Marissa, your daughter? And Julie's like, nope, she doesn't know why I'm poor. Yeah, she thinks that our new oceanfront condo is being remodeled. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. Marissa totally knows what's going on. She just does not care. <laughs> also, what about your other daughter? What about Caitlin? <laughs> what about Caitlin? Where is Caitlin going? Is she not coming back for Christmas? Cut? So here is the thing. At least on my DVD, Willa yeah, Holland can, is see, in the credit. You can like, see the face. The- she's in the montage for this disc. Yeah, you can see her coming. Caitlin, she'll be here sometime. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they sit down, they watch some NASCAR. Oh my gosh, Kevin. 
We see Summer's dad. Yeah, it's the reintroduction of Dr. Roberts. And Seth tries to talk some sports to him and tries yeah. to talk some stocks. But it's not about Seth. This this storyline will be about Summer. And there is an awkward... So Summer sends Seth upstairs because yeah. Seth cannot talk to her dad. No. <laughs> and we have like a real awkward holiday moment where Summer's like, well, maybe you and me and my terrible stepmom will get a tree together. And her dad does, like, this weird thing where he's like, well, it's be you and me here together, but I'm very busy. But it's us, but I'm very busy. Also, your stepmom? Meeting the Dalai Lama. Nope. Maharaja. Sure. <laughs> New Delhi, Aaron. Different place. Wasn't really listening, because I'm pretty sure it's all a lie, and she's in a spa. Ah, <laughs> uh, who knows? Getting a new face. We do not know a whole lot about the new stepmom, but we learn, like... We learned some things this episode that really throw this, like, timeline out of whack. Oh, whatever. But that's fine. All right, let's go visit Johnny again, who is, who's doing... The saddest thing. He's watching a video that, I guess, Chili took when him and Chili went down to Costa Rica, and it's in, like, black and white and on an old cathode ray tube TV, and he's just in the dark. It's, it's very, it's very sad. It's a real, like, it's not Rear Window, because that's not what Rear no. Window is about, but it's real that well, it's, feel. Remember the first Ace Ventura, where which has um the, the football player, and he watches mm. the mm-hmm. video? Yeah, so good thing they got Johnny out of this, or else he was going to become a serial killer. Uh, but or, mostly right now, he's just so sad that he's a charity case. Yeah, yeah, because they tell him about the fundraiser, and he's like, no, no. He, he, says, he says some very things which are like, what, so the rich people can help pay for the poor kid? And I'm like... Yeah, that's called universal health care, and it's and, pretty cool. And, like, Johnny, even if you had health insurance that covered your surgery, that's kind of also yeah, that's how the, it would work. Yeah, that's... that's. But you're 16, you don't know this, that's yeah. fine. Um, And, like, yeah, you you can't pay for it, but he's, you know, he's very... And he, he actually focuses on Ryan, and because, once again, this is one of those moments where people just describing very certain facts... He's like, you must understand, Ryan. You, the guy who took help when he had no other options. You know why I don't want this help. <laughs> Ryan's like, what? No help is good, dude. Yeah, and dude, Ryan has had a problem asking for help. Like, his entire thing has always been he's had a problem asking for help. But his growth has been understanding that sometimes when there are no other options. Well, don't worry, Kevin. When Johnny once told Marissa that not everything is about her, now Ryan can teach Johnny that sometimes you need help. These are simple lessons. These are simple lessons. Uh, so the four of them are hanging out, and I guess Ryan cleans the pool, which is very nice. That's how he's earning his wealth. That's how he feels like he's earning his wealth. Because let's be clear, we have not seen a housekeeper at this house since season one. Yeah, there used to be one. And then when Kirsten went to rehab, the house went to dead. (laughs) So very clearly, these people clean it themselves. So eh. Awesome. Uh, We learned some some very weird stuff. So when Seth had his bar mitzvah. No one came because it was the same day as Luke's birthday. (laughs) My my favorite thing, and it's so weird, that Marissa remembers both those dates. She's like, because that's like, do you remember my bar mitzvah? And Marissa was like, that was the same day as Luke's birthday, which means she remembered it, which is a weird thing for her to do. Now, I have to kind of blame (laughs) Seth for this. Yeah. Seth knows 
when Luke's birthday is. And I don't think your bar mitzvah is tied to your birthday. Aaron, let's let's think of of like season one Luke, and let's rewind him back to being a just a terrible thirteen year old. So, are you suggesting that Seth planned his bar mitzvah and then Luke planned his birthday? Yes, I am a hundred percent suggesting that Luke. I don't know, I was going to try to come up with a good nickname for him. I can't. Luke, Luke the Luke. <laughs> um, he definitely. Like, cause it, that would be his birthday party. That wasn't necessarily his birthday. That's fair. I suppose I was listening as, like, that was Luke's birthday. And it could have like been. Like, his birthday. It could have been. But I'm thinking about, like, taking Luke, turning him to a, to a crappy 13-year-old, but do you think and imagining the spite of that. Here's the thing. I don't think anyone cared about Seth. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I don't think Luke did it on purpose. Because I don't think Luke even knew what a Seth was. <laughs> Um, I think he, no, I mean, I feel like he knew who Seth was in the pilot. That was so long ago. And now Luke's a better person. So, so who knows? Who cares? Either who way, knows? no one came to his party. But it, tur- but it turns out that there's one thing they have not done in getting this whole thing set up. The most important thing. They have not told any adults about it. Nor have they actually planned an event. Yeah. So, okay, so they tell Sandy, and Sandy's like, this is terribly offensive. And then Kirsten pops in and is like, well, what if we do something super subversive, Sandy? What if we take the Newport Country Club party and turn it into Ryan's bar mitzvah? And I 100% believe that the reason that Sandy gets in on this later is because he knows that they're just they're just hijacking another party that already exists, it's which true. is a crazy concept to imagine. This part this party's happening. There's going to be a holiday party. Someone's going to come in and be like, "Hey, what if instead it's a benefit? What if instead Ryan's the focus?" And that just proves how good of a couple <laughs> Kirsten and Sandy are, because Kirsten's like, "This is exactly what we're going to do, and it's going to be great." Sandy does say that he's like, we can't make it too much of a bar mitzvah, though. And Ryan's like, still Ryan. So really what they're having is they're having a non-religious bar mitzvah. Because he just wants him to take out all the religious, like, iconography. Yeah. So. Although Ryan does have to learn how to chant the Torah. He does have to, he does, yeah, he does have to do that. I get, well, I mean, I guess that's the important part of the. Yeah, I guess that's the transition. Yeah. So sure. Why not? I guess I guess that's going to happen. So, while the kids, the boys, are trying to get the grown-ups on board, Marissa heads back over to Johnny's house to try once again to get Johnny on board, but he's too busy playing solitaire. Yeah, he, he just repeatedly, every time she finds him, he has decided to always do the saddest thing. Like, there's no way Johnny doesn't have video games he could play, or books he could read, or or friends he could... And he's walking without crutches now. He could go out into the world. Instead, he decides he's going to sit in a very dim room, (laughs) play solitaire by himself. And I think his mom is there. I think so, too. Like, I think she took time off. (laughs) Also, this is the year 2006. He can go on the internet. Yeah. Well... (laughs) He doesn't. Yeah, I think Facebook was just starting up right about now. He might not have been able to get Facebook because at that time, I got Facebook in two thousand and seven, and you had to have a university email address. I, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking because I'm remembering that because I'm pretty sure when I was in, well, I was just graduating out of junior high, 
there was social media stuff was just starting. And, like, a lot of that stuff was just starting because I remember that being a thing, but I didn't get it until, I think, high school. I distinctly, like, I know the day and time I got Facebook. Yeah. And you did need a university email address to get it. But, like, there were chat, so many chat rooms and, <laughs> yeah, like, GeoCities websites and LiveJournal. LiveJournal was huge oh, at that man. time. Oh, Johnny, man. Johnny LiveJournaling his surfing live journal. stuff. Uh, be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wish I could go out there and surf today. I'm living in my normal house. <laughs> my normal life. The normal problems that normal Americans have to face. But I have extra normal dreams. <laughs> Beyond normal, the, concept, the biggest normal. The fact that we're, that what this what this episode is facing, and what Johnny's entire arc is, is that he's dealing with stuff that that like average Americans have to deal with, and they make him seem like he's such a poor. But that's something that that an, an unfortunately large amount of people have to deal with. Yeah, you make a choice between an elective surgery and your future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, <sighs> he's waiting for a phone call, and it's very mysterious. We'll pick up on that later. Later. So, um, back at the Cohen house, Ryan is looking at Seth's awkward bar mitzvah memory book. And this is where it becomes... It starts to become very clear that Seth really just wants to do a do-over of his bar mitzvah. But he also doesn't want to talk in front of people. Oh, no, yeah. He... he it, it's, it's such a weird... Th- thing he's going through but he definitely does want to i mean we'll just say that right now later he's watching video of his own like sad bar mitzvah mitzvah, where that's that videographer really caught everything and uh all seth wants right now is to just rewrite a little bit of history yeah yes that's uh, that's his thing all right so uh kirsten and julie uh the team of them i guess head off to the hospital and kirsten has developed an amazing plan to uh take over this noopsy party she's gonna throw a benefit (laughs) for the hospital and talk the hospital into giving johnny a free surgery yeah it's that's the reward for the benefit yeah it's a weird roundabout way of oh also it Johnny's opinions on this do not matter. No, no, Kristen's just going to do it. <laughs> the event, the event is happening. No one has. All the parents are just assuming. Oh yeah, and Johnny's in on it. Johnny wants this because what kid does not want a free surgery? Johnny will not want it until like until not, he's being wheeled not, into the not room. until the eleventh hour until one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> when his knee is repaired, he's like, I didn't want this. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. And so they get there and they're going to try to um like you know talk to someone but what they but they can't find him instead what they find is dr roberts summer's dad the head of plastic surgery which i'm sorry (laughs) plastic surgery is a teeny tiny department i know how plastic surgery works because i work at the med school yeah but i mean it might be different in like (laughs) newport town of plastic surgery Anyway, he's the head of plastic surgery and the member of the board. Yeah. So he will push through their insane plan. <laughs> also, he's, like, very excited to see Kirsten and Julie. Yeah. It's well, like he's like, oh, friends. Well, it's like, hey, I could be involved in the plot. Especially considering how Julie's daughter has been living at my... Oh, he, he knows, by the way. He does know she's been living there. Yeah. And not only does he know he's been living there, he clearly knows what's going on <laughs> with Julie. So... He's cooler than we take give him credit for. Yeah, suddenly he's a character. A <laughs> character with chill. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so Marissa's off waiting for Ryan. 
Um, and Ryan had, you know, said his goodbye to Seth, and he's off heading there. But before he gets there, she looks outside and sees Johnny. Why? <laughs> you know this is where your friends hang out. Could you not have gone anywhere? Is is Newport one like square kilometer? Could he not have met this shady man? <laughs> At his okay, I guess you don't invite shady men to your house. No, you don't, we no, no, that no, from you, you don't meet him at your house. But he... meet him at the school. No one's going <laughs> to be at the school after hours. I mean, considering that we learn later, he's buying a gun from him. Okay, so where where do you suggest that John just meet a, him? any other alley? Maybe that convenience store he goes to later. Just later? an alley, just an alley, an alley somewhere. Uh, we see where he lives. There's alleys everywhere. Why does he go to the? Why does he go to the 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 boardwalk? So that is indeed what he does. He chooses to go to the boardwalk and meet a shady man directly across from Marissa's favorite diner. So she, of course, sees him, and then he goes underneath the dock to stare at the ocean for a little bit. And she follows him. This may be the place where he and Ryan threaten Voychuk. <laughs> Who knows? They all look the same. It's probably the same set. Uh, but Marissa and him uh you know they they talk a little bit and johnny's like oh i really want to you know i really want to you know be a be a surfer i don't want to you know be i don't want to lose all the stuff i worked for and And marissa's like johnny what's going on and he's like let me just hug you (laughs) he he goes in for a kiss yes (laughs) but he he does the like i'm gonna kiss her and then marissa's like face away into a very awkward hug unfortunately during all of this, the reason that Marissa was at her favorite diner... Excuse me for Ryan. I said at the beginning. But uh, Ryan shows up. What I was going to say is the reason Marissa was waiting at the diner shows up, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we knew that beforehand. So anyway, Ryan shows up. She's not there. Then he then he's like, ah, oh, she's probably under the dock. They always go under the dock. And he watches them hug, and he's like, too far. <laughs> well, I mean, because this exact scene has happened with him and Luke. It's true. A hunt, like, this. this is cookie cutter that same thing so he's like oh god it's happening again now i'm the rich guy and he's the poor guy oh no jeez and so uh the next day he is filled with peak and rage and he's like i am not helping johnny anymore (laughs) he has to stop trying to steal my girlfriend he he is filled with the most subdued rage he's just sort of like i'm out and seth's like (laughs) blood and ryan's like nobody johnny needs to stop trying to steal my girlfriend (laughs) If he stops that, probably I'll help him because like, I'm Ryan. <laughs> just, but like, I'm just, I'm just tired of this. Seth, <laughs> this is the same thing that happened with me and Luke, and now I'm Luke. And also, it kind of happened with Bolivar, except the Bolivar was rich and I was still poor. But <laughs> Seth, people are always trying to steal my girlfriend. <laughs> I probably shouldn't help them. It keeps happening, Seth. Marissa's like, I love her, but she's only okay. <laughs> she's like, like, look, she's fine. She's a real helicopter mom, which I like, but like other guys my, need to know. Because my, my own mom is the opposite of a helicopter mom. And I am a dad. Which, so between me and Marissa, we is, make a good parent pair. Which I think is a fish. The opposite of a helicopter is a fish. Yeah. Okay. My mom's a fish. So, Seth... I've just explained so many thoughts to you. Anyway, so Seth's upset by that, and, uh, was it, uh... Sandy is Sandy. also like, oh, no. But Kirsten, oh, no. Kirsten is really excited to be doing something. This is Kirsten's storyline this season. So, oh, no. 
so many things. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this week, what made you happy? Well, Kevin, I'm writing a paper for school. And I promise, cool. listeners, this is the last time I will talk about school. Mostly because I'm going to be done after tomorrow. But I'm working on this paper, and I needed just like a change of scene today. So after I worked at the bar studio, I headed down to the new Central Library. Yeah. And I arrived there at 11.59, and it opened at 12. All right. And there was, like, a lineup of people to get in just to, like, experience the culture and see the new building and study and work. And it was just, like, it was such a cool community vibe. Yeah. And it was, like, buzzy. It It was just, like, a really cool experience. So I worked there for two hours, and I got tons of work done. Yeah. And it's nice that the, the, not the hospital, the <laughs> library is getting use out of it. Yeah. And then I unfortunately took like three books out of the library because <laughs> I just saw them and they looked so cool and so good. Wait, what do you mean? You t- wait, wait, wait. In what context <laughs> did you take three books out of the library? Well, I took them with my library card. Okay. The unfortunate thing is I have so many books to read okay. and I have this paper to write. Yeah, no, you, see, you seem to imply that you just stole three books from the library. Unfortunately, the library was so cool that it inspired me to steal books. (laughs) Look, it's the library's fault, really. shouldn't be so cool or else I wouldn't have to steal books from it. You know, the books the library gives me for free with my library card. I stole them. That you can renew four times, which means (laughs) I can have them for 12 weeks, which is three months. Yeah, that's a long time to have those books. (sighs) Library. Kevin, what made you happy this week? So I'm going to say something that's sort of like breaking this, because usually it's something that made me happy. I'm going to tell you about something that you might enjoy, mm. you being Aaron. Mm. Uh, so mm. I was so I'm doing stuff, filming, and I went up to the Glenmore Sailing Club to film there. Ooh. And they have an event that they put on. Um, and the event is called Women, Wind, and Wine. And what mm. it is, is that uh, a, you know, a group of women essentially uh they, it's, a, it's a event that goes on so often and a skipper that's a gender neutral term i guess skipper because the, the other option would be skipette which mm, i mm-mm. think so i'm pretty sure skipper mm-hmm. um so a skipper yes. would would take uh them out on the like you know out on these boats and you'd actually like sail the <gasps> boats so you would like either you'd you know you'd either uh, be using the rudder or you'd be working the um uh the line or you'd be doing any of those things uh and after it's done you all go to the clubhouse and have wine. Is this event already passed? They already well, they have they done one, but they do it consistently. <gasps> I don't know how often they do it, but yeah. So it's called Women, Wind, and Wine, and oh. yeah, because when, when I went there, it was just finishing up. So that so all the uh, all the women were just finishing up their uh, thing and going in and having their their wine in the in the little little uh, club. I'm gonna make all my friends do this in our next wines day <laughs> if figured, it lines up. Yeah, I figured it's something that you that you would enjoy. So I was there on a those Friday. That was Thursday. It was Thursday. I was I was uh, doing that one. I don't know what days they do it on. I know nothing other than the fact that it exists and they do it. I am so into this. This has lighted up my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it, the 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 sailing is pretty cool, and they want to get more people out there sailing. And what they said, one of the things that they were that they like is like like our uh, balance is sort of heavily toward male, so we would like to. <laughs> You know, promote. I would love to learn to sail. (gasps) Yeah. Delightful. There is a cute holiday moment wherein we learn that Summer's dad 
is in fact a real character. And not only that, we learn we learn about Summer's backstory. Now, I should mention, before this moment, I had considered that Summer's mom was dead. I also thought her mom was dead. Turns out she left when she was 13 and was just gone. And now no longer exists in her daughter's world. Summer has no way, maybe Summer is not interested, but Summer has no way of contacting I, her. The, the way that Summer talks about it, I cannot imagine that Summer... It has no interest in contacting her mother. But her mother has left Be- no information behind. She, she mentions that she misses her mom. And, like, she does all the tree picking because that's what her mom taught her and all those things. Which, me- which the implication I'm getting there is that Summer's mom literally just abandoned the family and is gone and is unreachable. Now, this was also the day of Seth's bar mitzvah. And Luke's birthday, because Summer's dad does drop the fact that he would not allow her to go to Seth's birthday. No, no, Luke's or, sorry, birthday. Luke's birthday. Because if... she had an R, she had already RSVP'd to something else, and that was Seth's party. Was Seth's party. Now, well, Seth comes in to, I guess, comfort her after that, and he's a good boyfriend. Yeah. I just want to point out that uh, Summer was thirteen when her mom left. Summer and Seth and Ryan and Marissa are. 16. Yeah, and Summer does not remember this. Summer, I mean, I I have no doubt about that. I think Summer has a lot of blackouts. Summer probably did not remember she RSVP'd to a party. She probably just, like, ticked a box and sent something she, off into the world. But once again, she has forgotten that she did that. Because she, she, she was like, like, um, you know, I mean, no, 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 the day mom left and this. And her dad actually says to remind her, like, yeah, you were inconsolable. And you wanted to go to that party, but I wouldn't let you because you are he did something. She's like, Oh yeah. And you then locked up she, in your room for three days. I mean, to be fair, she I guess she was traumatized by her mom leaving. But that means her dad has like remarried this insane woman. They might the the fact that Summer still does call her like she or he doesn't. What's use her a, face? Yeah, the what's step her face monster? means that this might actually be like they got married just before the beginning of the series. Yes. Yeah. But still, this timeline is like compressed. And and it's and you know what? It's we're also getting it from him. Maybe he was actually seeing her before. Maybe that's the reason the mom left. But it's, I still think it's pretty nasty. Of he seems like a good guy who just didn't know how to not have a woman in the house. Yeah, it might and be like as well. Panic married someone. Distinctly possible. But we don't know. Yeah. We'll find out, because I assume he'll be a future character. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Marissa and Johnny uh, meet up again at the, the at, you know, at Marissa's favorite diner. Which Johnny knows. <laughs> Marissa's favorite diner and Johnny's favorite place to buy a gun. So uh, Marissa tries to talk about the weird vibe between them, and Johnny's like, yes, I told you I love you. But also, can we just start over? I... I just, I can't help but remember that the last episode ended with this big dramatic moment of them being like, maybe we just need some space apart. And it's been like a few days. The space was the space between episodes. And then Marissa was like, I should get him a a tree. He has no one. No one. There's no one for him. His His mom's too poor. No, Marissa. (laughs) She's normal. No, she's normal. And he's normal. And And he's going going through, don't, don't get me wrong. 
terrible stuff. But normal stuff. But no Yeah, it's the weird thing where like when we when we're saying normal, we're not trying to be like that this is fine. We're just saying that like it's This is the stuff that people like you <laughs> or I could go through. Yeah, just the people the stuff the people who aren't Marissa. Also, Marissa, you in fact are poor. Uh she she doesn't according to Julie, she does not know. Anyway, and Johnny it. does not want to talk about the vibe. He does not want to talk about the weird sketchy man. No, he's taking care of things. Yeah. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Now, I do want to point that Marissa says, were you buying drugs? And I'm like, no. Or sorry, were you selling drugs? And I'm like, no, Marissa. He clearly handed over money. (laughs) Yeah. If there's one thing we saw focus on, he was giving money to someone else. He was not selling drugs. Uh, I mean, all Marissa knows is drugs. She's met a lot of drug dealers. (laughs) It's true. So we go from that over to where uh, Ryan is essentially sulking in his room. And Sandy's like... Hey, right. Ryan. <laughs> Time for some dadding. Today you're a boy. Tonight you'll be a man. <laughs> Today you're a boy man. A man who is also a boy and a boy who is also a man. Tomorrow you'll be a man boy, I guess. I'm losing the plot here. Look, I really want this bar mitzvah to happen. I'm having a lot of fun. This is fun and Kirsten is happy. I like Ryan's like, you could just do the benefit without me. And Sandy's like, no, that's not the point. <laughs> I said it was offensive, but now I like it. <laughs> Once again, I think in, I think for the complete reason he's taking over the Newport, you know he hates that holiday party. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's like, like now it's Now it's about you, my not son, but who is my son, but it's also... I also a boy who will be a man because I'm having a bar mitzvah at the Newport Group holiday party. Ryan, it's about Jewish things today. Yeah. Sandy Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Out. And then he flips his TV. And Ryan's like, oh, no. <laughs> now I have to be a man. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. We're just like, tomorrow you'll be a mensch. And tomorrow I'll tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so sidebar. This is when we see Julie's whale tail. And there's some real rustic music playing. And I like to imagine that is in world. Julie's well, like, I gotta play myself some country twang. And you know what? It is in world because it cuts out when she overloads the power circuit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, it's Kirsten again. And says, hey, maybe you should come to that party instead of being a weirdo. And Julie's like, no, I can't be near the noopsies. It's it's like Julie watched My Name is Earl and was like, I'm going to be that character. I'm Jamie Lee Curtis? No, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lynn Presley? Yes. 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 Um she saw her and was like, I will be that. She's and, pretty. And once again, like, it's it, the the weird thing about this. Is how much it clearly is just an affectation she's putting on. Well, and Kirsten looks at Julie and is like, uh huh. <laughs> you you got to stop this. What you realize that you're still Julie Cooper. Julie, are you just doing a thing because you're scared <laughs> to tell Marissa that you're poor? <laughs> and Julie's like, no, uh, th- 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 this I, is me. I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> Don't you see? Look at my jean skirt. It is so unpliable. It's like, uh huh. So put on your nice dress and talk to your daughter. <laughs> Goodbye. And she will do that with a weird stop in between. So let's uh, head over to where Ryan and Marissa are going to talk about the night before. And, and they're going to, like, very low-key have a confrontation. But it leads into the best... From this moment on to the end of the episode, Ryan 
is amazing because he puts on a suit and he, he becomes Jim Gordon. Yes. <laughs> he, he, he takes a suit and he goes over to Johnny's and talks to his mom. And at this one, I can't not see him as Jim Gordon from Gotham. Well, and then. <laughs> Because he has dad talk. Yeah, he goes, he's like, like oh, it's, it's uh, he's around here? Well, it's good to see you. You know, if you know anything weird about him. And and so while Johnny is showering, because a normal <laughs> thing a mom does is say, oh, my son's down there in the shower. Yeah, Johnny's showering in the middle of the day. <laughs> I mean, I, let's sort of spoil it. Johnny's taking a shower before he goes to rob a convenience store. He's got to be fresh. He's got to be fresh and clean. You don't want to have any of those distinctive smells. Someone could describe you as that boy but, uh, with the knee surgery smell. But Ryan Gordon uh, heads into the room and starts searching through the room. And, and I was convinced he was going to get caught. Uh, no, but he, he's good. He knows how he knows to listen for a shower ending. Because Ryan is the OC. But unfortunately, he can't find anything. He, like, finds a skateboard truck. Uh, he's like, oh, you're not drugs. You're not drugs. And then when Johnny comes in and he's like, well, we're, we're doing this benefit. It's not for you. Don't worry about it. It's, it's for, for me. I'm doing a, I'm having a bar mitzvah. Johnny, I'm going to embarrass myself in front of a lot of people. I like that Johnny does resist the urge to, to be like, but you're not Jewish. He just sort of <laughs> stares at him like, <laughs> like, he doesn't know how to do this without being impolite. He's like, but you're not Jewish and you're not 13. What? <laughs> he's like, what? How <laughs> is it offensive if I say that? Yeah, he's like, how do I deal with this situation? <laughs> so he deals with with it the only way he can, which is by agreeing to go to the party. Yeah, yeah, and and Ryan does give a little foreboding knowledge with like, hey, whatever you're doing, it can wait, right? Well, can it wait? Because Johnny picks up the bag that Ryan was looking through, and behind it. <gasps> It's the gun. The gun we've been talking the about. The gun for we've been forever. talking about. This is where it is. Chekhov's. Well, it's not Chekhov's gun. It's Johnny's, Johnny's gun. gun. His name is Johnny. Johnny's it's got a Volchik's gun. Volchek's gun. Ooh. Uh, Volchekov's gun. <gasps> okay, anyway. so now the party of our episode, which is the entire rest of our episode. Seth is very impressed with the turnout to the bar mitzvah. It's much better than his, and Summer is so sad that no one came to Seth's party 13, 13 years ago. No. No. Three years ago. 16 when minus he was 13. 13 years ago. Uh, Ryan comes in and does a little more detective work for Johnny, still just being still just being Ryan Gordon. Unfortunately, Ryan Gordon is pulled aside for a family photo, which the photographer <laughs> and Sandy insist that Marissa is in. Oh, everybody is into the fact that this is a bar mitzvah, by the way. Like, it should be mentioned that at the one point the photographer says, oh, no, just the bar mitzvah boy. I'm like, wow, everyone's just giving this full... Just lean it. You know what? They think it's a delightful theme, those noopsies. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, Jewish thing's cool. We're all wasps, so. Jews are cool these days. Jews are cool. You can't succeed on Broadway if you don't have any Jews. That's, there. There is something so off-putting about that sentence. Jews are cool these days. Uh, wh uh, wh I mean, yes, but what? <laughs> it's the age of Spamalot. Well... As they're all taking these photos, uh, Julie uh, arrives at Dr. Roberts because... She would like to pick up her daughter to take her to the party that her daughter is already at, because her daughter is the host. And Julie helped set up the party. And which, Julie is late. Which made me wonder if this was all a ploy, but it doesn't seem like a ploy. Because we can usually tell when Julie is scheming. And she's not, like... 
She's caught off guard. I thought she was going to try to seduce Dr. Roberts. Instead, she is just so enthralled by the fact that he's a nice man. Yeah. Who knows what's up. Yep. And will also soon be divorced. So, I mean, there might be something there. But it... It is worth mentioning that he said she's like, yeah, I know that you're, you know, sometimes we we lie to our uh, to our kids, and you know, you have to sort of figure that out for yourself. But just like he's getting divorced, and she's he uses a great term because earlier he said remodeling can be hard, and here he says you're remodeling your life. So mm-hmm. cool. come on, Daddy Roberts, you're so great. All right, uh, uh, by the way, his name is Neil. Yes, Neil. Roberts. In case he's a character, Neil. I call him Doctor Roberts. He's a doctor. He deserves it. He went to school. He is the head of plastic surgery. Yeah, for once again, Newport. That's big. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the bar mitzvah's on. Bar mitzvah is on. I mean, wait, it is bar. It's it, what's the Christmaka bar mitzvah? I mean, bar mitzvah is just two Jewish words to get anyway. It's the Christmas cup um, bar mitzvah. Yeah. Anyway, so the bar mitzvah. <laughs> Summer is busy ushering while Marissa is in the family photos. Oh, no. Johnny wanders off. Oh, no. And then Marissa decides she has to tell Ryan the second before he's about to walk on stage. That Johnny has wandered off. Yeah, so Come on, Marissa. Take care of a situation. Well, no. She needs Ryan Gordon to to run off immediately. So So he does. So now Seth. And I thought this was going to go into that Seth was going to... Just do his bar mitzvah again? I literally wrote down, Seth steps in. But no, it's just going to be Seth just riffing with Summer and... It's the exact same thing as the... uh, The auction. The auction. Yeah, except that Seth is there this time. Yeah. And Sandy's in on the scam, (laughs) because now he knows when the kids are being weird, it means Ryan is gone. Yeah, and he is fully gone, because Johnny drives away and... And and Ryan Ryan just follows. And it follows him all the way to a gas station. Ooh, so this gas station is closing soon. And Johnny proceeds to be the worst would-be robber who has ever robbed. Yeah, very clearly suspicious. His face is out. (laughs) Yep. He's being very clearly suspicious, Kevin just said. Yeah, he stands behind an aisle and just stares at the shopkeeper. And the shopkeeper's like... A weirdo kid's staring at me. And they creepily stare at each other for so long, the shopkeep grabs his own gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it shows that he has a gun sitting there. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's reaching ready for, for it. This. Johnny's reaching for his gun. And then, then Ryan comes in and makes the weirdest play I have ever seen. Which is to buy cigarettes and lottery tickets. So, like, wait, is he pretending to be an adult? He's a man. <laughs> he is wearing a suit. But it's so weird to have... Ryan, 16-year-old, come in and be like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to buy some... <laughs> like, why does this go to him just be like, can I see some ID? So intellectually, I understand why he's doing this, because the guy has to turn around and get the cigarettes, and he has to run the lotto ticket through the thing. Yeah. So it distracts the man for long enough for uh, Ryan to be like, Johnny, don't you dare rob a store. Sometimes you let rich people help you. The reason that they're rich is so they can help society, not, we- not hoard all their money. So do the right thing. Oh, look, here's some cops. Now we're going to leave. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain to you universal health care and represent uh, what's progressive taxation. I'm going to teach you how to be liberally minded, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police arrive because just to put like a, a knife into it. Oh, yeah. And the police were just getting there. 
Ooh. And then Ryan and Johnny essentially run out without Ryan getting him his stuff. <sighs> I can't believe that Johnny did not try to cover his face. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's real bad. Also, I like how Johnny Johnny also clearly thought that robbery would just be a couple grand because there's no way he could pay for that for there's that a- surgery with with robbing this crappy convenience store. The top orthopedic surgeon <laughs> in Newport. <laughs> All right, well, let's head back to the bar mitzvah where the guy, where this really weird sequence happens where the guy sing drill, drill, dreidel, and no one sings along. And then and then Marissa and Summer decide to take over and they sing Deck Christmas, the Halls. Yeah, Christmas and carols. And everyone sings along. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, this is a very, uh. That's a very pointed statement. This is a very Christian community that, <laughs> that they live in. But, like, who doesn't know the dreidel song? Yeah. I mean, I only know dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. Yeah. And when it's cooked and ready, with dreidel, I will play dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And that's most of it, really. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, well, then, but then Ryan arrives, and he does this nice little speech about kindness. He clearly has actually done research. Oh, yeah, he very much cares. He says that he was busy phys- figuring out what a mensch is. Yeah. Ryan, if he's going to be fake Jewish... He's going to be fake Jewish. He's going to be the best fake Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he, he does his stuff, and we cut right to the end of it, where, you know, everything's sort of getting wrapped up, and... Now, there was this ongoing thread throughout the episode about how the final song at a bar mitzvah is That's What Friends Are For, you yeah. know, the sappy 80s song. Yeah. And they play it, and you sway back and forth with, back and forth with your friends. <laughs> yeah, there's this part where, um, like... Because uh, after we wrap up with Marissa talking to a random person, um, I always get weird out when, when the main character just to talk to a random person. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, see, they do have other friends. No, they don't. They oh, have Taylor. Also, that was an adult. That was a, I'm pretty sure that was an adult woman. Oh, great. That Marissa was talking to. And they wrap up with Johnny. So it's Johnny and Ryan and Marissa and Seth and Summer all kind of in a hug dance, swaying. And then in comes... Dr. Roberts. <laughs> and Julie. Oh, yeah. Julie is not Trailer Park in this one. She is has, like, she is she has gone, like, 1920s fur scarf thrown over her. her... Oh, so classy. Yeah. Um, And then eventually Summer, or sorry, not Summer, Sandy and Kirsten yeah. lean against each other. And Kirsten's like, see, I told you this episode was going to be the best Christmaca ever. And by episode, I mean episode of our lives. Is it weird to you... Not to ruin the this ending scene, which is very sweet, because you get all the kids, and then Dr. Roberts comes over and puts his arm over And um, then Summer, Summer insists that he comes in. Yeah, and then Julie cuts in between Ryan and Marissa, so you can have with Marissa. And, and they she's all like, sort of I come in peace. Sway. Is it weird to you that he wasn't going to come until Julie brought him? I feel like Dr. Roberts does not go to Newport events because he's too busy doctoring. It's just weird that, like, he clearly was not busy. Maybe he was too sad because he had no wife. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> then they all sway together, and, and it is Seth, beautifully awkward. Seth gets the dance he did not get at his bar mitzvah because he had no friends. Seth gets his own little story completion here. That no one talks about. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much the episode. That's uh, it, was, it was a very surreal experience. Yeah, it was a real thing. I mean, I know the Christmas cut episodes are like their thing. It's their holiday yeah. episode. This was maybe <laughs> not the strongest. The weird like in- like inclusion of this whole like bar mitzvah theme going through it was so and and 
the weirdest part is when we got to it and everyone was just leaning so heavily into it. Like, the idea that, that they had usurped... This party had already existed. And some people came up and be like, we're going to do a bar mitzvah for a 16-year-old not-Jewish boy. And everyone was like, oh, cool. yeah. yeah. All right. Did we mention that he's future Commissioner Gordon? <laughs> Did we mention that he, is, that he is Batman's best friend? The OC. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know Commissioner Gordon had a secret identity? The OC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also I like calling him Batman's best friend within <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's like 14. Commissioner <laughs> Gordon is a grown man. He's a grown man. <laughs> that's Batman's best. That's Bruce Wayne's best friend. Naturally. No, no, Bruce Wayne's best friend is Alfred. <laughs> it's just going to make that joke. <laughs> Yeah, this was a weird episode. Oh, yeah. I watched it. I thought I was hallucinating, and then it was done. <laughs> and it was done. It was, it was over. Oh, yeah. so weird. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic, a grown man decided to have a bar mitzvah and emerged on the other side in his new form as drama. I did. And this is a very tiny moment, but during Seth's sad bar mitzvah watching video, we get to see some people. Yes. We get to see uh, Sandy's father-in-law and mm -hmm. the Nana. And we see the Nana from the back. It could be any woman. And then from Caleb, we see a hand extend from off camera. <laughs> and an audio clip that they clearly cut from somewhere else is like, hello, son. And I'm like, the actor's still alive. Did Caleb <laughs> get kicked off the show because there was like, like, did Caleb die because there was a problem with the actor? Because he, I've, he's in another show. Like, I've seen him do other yeah. stuff. I was like, is he unwelcome? I mean, maybe you don't, but how much could it possibly cost to get him in to say one line or have a uh, bald man from the back <laughs> i like that he introduces um his mother to the rabbi as the nana and caleb as well my father-in-law yeah who the rabbi knows because it's newport yeah because caleb anyway kevin did you find a cw moment yeah and it's uh, it's also sort of like kind of a small thing um, but really, mostly I bring up just because it's, it's just something that I'm trying to find on my phone. There <laughs> we go. Here it is. Um, it's also a small thing, but it's, I bring it up just because, well, you could say it progressed like character relationships. I don't think it added anything. It just sort of reaffirmed stuff, but it also mm. was weirdly like, sad and dramatic okay. which was where um dr roberts was like also the only like like you, like uh the only reason that you missed his bar mitzvah was because you were so sad about your mom your leaving. mom but i'm like but she still missed it so i don't know what the what you were supposed to get out of that by by being like oh no you you actually didn't go to luke's birthday you went to it feels like there were there were lines cut that, that should have made the moment where it was revealed that she actually didn't miss his thing on purpose. She missed because of something else. Because we did have the one thing in the video which, when which Seth said, was like, none of my friends are here. You said Summer Roberts was coming. Yeah, because she RSVP'd. 
So, like, that's kind of the thing, but it, it, it feels like that moment was where he said that was supposed to be, like, kind of a big, like, oh, wow. You she know. wasn't a bad person. She was just sad. But she I mean, would have been there. But, I mean, it's, it, like, I also, I don't know, it, it was a weird moment. Well, and also, Seth never held that against her. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, he was never like, oh, no one came. Not even you. Also, she doesn't even bring it up again later. Like, it is just a pure moment to for us to learn more about her, but it doesn't change her or her relationship to Seth. Or her relationship to her dad. Yeah, it's just a moment for us to go like, oh, man, so... Connections. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But he could have just said, like, you were sad for three days. And you know what would have been more impactful? If her mom had left on, like, Christmas Eve. Because yeah. she obviously cares a lot about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have been... If you wanted something to be, like, sadder for her, yeah, she should have left on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, show. Anyway, that was weird. Uh, that was a weird episode. Yeah. Yeah, again. <laughs> But, I don't know. But we we've had we've had our Christmaca episode. We have we have crossed the midpoint of the in-universe year, though we still have quite a bit there. And you know, to be fair, we have been watching the show waiting for the Johnny shoe to drop. <laughs> and maybe the shoe has dropped? Maybe. The, it, once again, they keep on like having him just be a very sweet boy who who has like sort of a dark not even a side. He has like a dark pinky toe. Yeah, because he was gone. But he was very bad at it. <laughs> he was very bad at it. Yeah, like he he well he is he isn't once again unfortunately under the, the the social stigma of a charity case where he's like no I won't let anyone help me I'll do it myself which involves robbing a convenience store which is something that people are actually driven to but I mean it's 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 the sort of thing like people should not have to be driven to robbing a store so they can fund. Their surgery, their surgery, which also robbing the convenience store will not will fund not, the surgery. Will not fund the surgery. It would just make it harder for everyone else. And that is a sucky thing about society that you need to change, that also, we need to fix. Johnny, why you pick that convenience store? Why didn't you rob, like, a Whole Foods? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, um, of like, really current things being discussed in this episode but not being discussed and isn't that kind of sad that these themes in this tv show from (laughs) like 13 years ago are still very significant and appropriate to today like we've solved nothing in 13 years we've solved nothing yeah 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 um Okay, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We're um, <laughs> we I, need pizza. We need pizza. We're hungry. Uh, I'm very hungry. Aaron's also very hungry. Um, but I do want to mention that I think like some teaser trailers job for season four of. Yeah, I think they're coming out. Yeah. So maybe we'll watch some of those and talk about them before next episode. Yeah, it's always hard to tell because there's always those people who just put up, oh, official this thing. And it's not, they're just lying. They're just straight up lying. It's just like compilations of last season, but they have been recording for a while. And it usually it premieres in October. Yeah. Usually October is when uh, they pop up. The first season was January, but that's because it was a short season. And I think I, this is another long one. I feel like at about this time last year is when we started getting stuff. So. Yeah. So those might be popping up. And if they are, once again, that's what we do during our year. So we'll we'll probably talk about them a little bit because that's the one thing that we do. We don't like to l- read a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But, it, I mean, if they release a teaser trailer. We yeah. will look at what's, like, publicly easily accessible. Yeah. <laughs> 
because that's because we because we want to we want to uh, uh, recap and review Riverdale with as little effort as possible. We just want to be normal. We just want to be we want to be the average the average viewers. We want to be just like Johnny. But man, it's going to it's coming up fast. We will we will not finish uh, the OC before it premieres again. Absolutely not, because we're only ten episodes in. We're only ten episodes in, and there's probably uh, what's it twenty four twenty five this season? Yeah, about that. Which which would put us at about fourteen or fifteen more. Uh, and weeks. there is definitely not fourteen or fifteen more weeks, but we'll probably do like we did last year, we'll, where we'll finish Riverdale during like their weird mid season break. Yeah, yeah. Not their Christmas break. They're like weird second half of the season, mid season break. Yeah. So we know that usually sucks having that uh, that break there. But hey, at least you'll hear us talk about Riverdale again, and that's going to be wild. Riverdale. Remember, they're in senior year now, and at the end of the year, they have to burn all their clothes and never see each yeah. other again. Never forget. Never forget that this is senior year of their high school. Never forget time. Senior year, burn all their clothes. Well, if you uh, are interested in hearing us talk about the senior year at Riverdale High, uh, then please make sure that you, uh, you know, follow us uh, on whatever podcast you're using. We would love some five-star reviews. Those are great. This helps people find us. And we are the original Riverdale podcast. So even <laughs> though we're not talking about Riverdale right now, people never, should still find us. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> we have proof online. Uh, but we would, uh, we, I would also love to hear from you. We're available on social medias. Uh, that is podcast MOA podcast MOA on Instagram and Twitter. And our email address is podcast, podcast MOA at gmail.com. We're expecting to hear more from you. What, what, what do you think is going to happen this season on Riverdale? What, what could you possibly predict? You will be wrong because the show takes twists and turns that no one could ever imagine. <laughs> no human being can comprehend where this show is going to go, but if you can do it, please give it a try. And we will call we will shout you out from the rafters. If you get it right, we we will bronze you. You know what? If you get it right, I will send you a $20 Starbucks <laughs> gift card. You will have to give me your address. And I will send it from Canada, and I don't really understand how our dollars exchange, but I will send you a $20 Starbucks gift card look, if you get the wrapped up look, of the season you may right. just get a piece of plastic. We don't know. We, we don't know. And also, your your guess has this is, not, this is not legally binding, and your guess has to be pretty specific. And you have to be the first person who does it. <laughs> I'm only sending you one gift card, which will hopefully work in your country of origin yeah <laughs> yeah um enjoy a very vague giveaway <laughs> look here's what i'll say if you if you if you guess something correctly i will eat an entire large pizza on camera while crying people love mukbangs people love mukbangs <laughs> stay tuned for our youtube channel podcast moa stay tuned for podcast mukbang <laughs> Mukbangs, outsiders, and abs. <laughs> We're hungry. We need pizza now. We are so hungry. <laughs> Will Johnny finally get a surgery? Is there something between Julie Cooper and Neil Roberts? Can Ryan track down the killer of that billionaire orphan's parents? Yeah. Yeah. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 